There's too many homelosers, too many trammers, but I like to watch them for Rotten Treasure. Hi, welcome to Rotten Treasure. We watch Ocean's 8. I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell. With me as always is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hi, Jim. Hi, Kai. How are you? Uh, pretty good. I had college orientation for anyone. I, I've been getting like updates about this lately, and I, I love it because people have been like, hey, Kai, I heard you're going to college. I was like, how the fuck did you find that out? Like, oh, you talk about it on your podcast. It's just weird that that's how people are finding out this information about me. But I did orientation, and uh, I got classes signed up. It's happening. It's real. Wow. Good. Yeah. Podcasts are the new Facebook. And <laughs> here is someone... I'm Facebook friends with. It's <laughs> it's our guest. Uh, he's a longtime Philadelphia improviser, currently performing with Extra Extra at Crossroads Comedy and hosts Fair Deal, an improvised mediation podcast. He is currently putting off watching the latest Netflix or Disney Plus show because he's too tired. It's mm. Joe Wonderhovich. Hi. Hello. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi. I'm awesome. How are you? I'm also good. I said I, I was awesome. To... You're... <laughs> oh, yeah, so Jim, Jim, you're doing great. Yeah, he's so real. Every single time I hang out with Jim, I'm like, he's just so in touch with his feelings. Jim, how are yeah. you? <laughs> I'm going to be real. I think I, I like the podcast has become fairly easy for me, but the first time I have to say something to the guest <laughs> is so impossible for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's break it down. Why? Let's work on this. Let's workshop I... this. Um... I want to say it's like, you know how like there's like that blank canvas thing, where like you look at a blank canvas and then you become uh, uh, paralyzed because uh, there's infinite possibilities. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't think I, don't I, think mean, I know I, this. I relate to this as like a as a, like a designer. Like there are times where I open up a document and I just like I know that someone wants me to design something that means a thing and is good look like to look at, but. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stare at this empty, you know, thing for an hour to eight days, somewhere in between there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And that's how I feel when I talk to a guest because I'm like, we could talk about anything, Joe. Um, and then you can't think of anything. Yeah. Which I, I, I relate to. I can absolutely relate to that. Yeah. Um, I Go ahead. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I, I thought you were doing fine. I think you um, are doing really, really great. And I think Kai would agree. You, you got this, Jim. Honestly, I honestly, there's times where I'm like, Jim, you got to restart. But like <laughs> what, what you're doing right now, it's pretty good. It's it's almost like charming in its own way. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Audience, if you agree with us, you know, like share this, you know, like it. I don't know. How do you want people to react to this on social media? um me or yeah, yeah it's, it's your hashtag oh uh oh you want me to come up with a hashtag right now yeah hashtag jim's doing fine <laughs> yeah He's okay. everyone, let's get that trending you know let's really get that on the top of twitter somehow <laughs> oh i wouldn't no, um, i'm not on twitter go ahead joe <laughs> i was gonna ask kai uh where are you going to school uh, I'm going to MIT. In case anyone wants to hunt me down, I'm going to the Mount Massachusetts <laughs> Institute of Technology. Um, and Jim, just in um, case I want to copy over this, uh, can I get a college? Uh, MIT. Cool. Can I get actually? Hold on a second. Can I get a fake college? Um, 
uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. <laughs> Great. I'll use that. Perfect. Uh, so that's where I'm going to school uh, because I love cold and walking on a giant campus. <laughs> sure. It's going to be horrible uh, for six months out of school. Did you go to college, Joe? I did go to college. I went to, oh gosh, I went a lot of places. I went to MIT for a couple of years, but then I went to Mount Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And then I took a couple of years off and I'm currently in grad school at MIT. Oh, neat. Tight. Yeah. Yep. I am getting my master's in special education. Tight. I'm a special ed teacher. Yep. Did not expect myself to be in this field, but here I am. I like it a lot. I mean, I feel like that happens when, oh, geez, I, I'm, I'm excited because I haven't had to think about that for like a decade. So going back, I'm like, I've been like stressing, like, what kind of job exactly what I'm going to have? I'm like, there's going to be so many weird avenues that there's just going to be like, all right, I didn't even know this job existed. Fuck it. I'm going for it. Yeah. Um, sometimes it just like shows up and you're like, all right, I'm here. Yeah. So how did you end up at MIT? Specifically. Uh, well, my uh, partner lived here, uh, and I hated that they were far away from me. Um, so I came here, and then I was like, I like school. Like, I want to go to school, and I like the idea of spending less money. Oh, yeah, state school. Do that. That's why I, yeah. I did uh, – I went to community college, and then I went to a, a state school because it was so much cheaper. Like, But they're also their design program, their track – really well accredited like people seem to be really they're like get it so uh jim uh you're good at the internet can you find out where the college of design of mount massachusetts mm -hmm. institute of technology uh ranks in uh <laughs> the, the world. <laughs> does that exist is there like a yeah. top 10 college yeah. of designs yeah all right uh like oh, no, jim no, actually, you're good at the internet come on <laughs> just give me like top 10 on that top 10 places to study graphic design that should be pretty simple oh okay yeah uh i don't know uh so college funny is a enough. shame so it'll be fun to give my money away for a little while Funny enough, the like third thing that you look up when you look up Mount Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and it's ranked thirty third, thirty uh, third out of all co uh, colleges and universities that uh, offer the degree. How out of how many? That's such a vague thing. What if it's thirty four <laughs> colleges that do this? Uh, I don't know, but their master's program is ninety seventh most popular. Well, that's not good. I guess I won't do my master's there. But number like... one for doctorates. Oh wow. In graphic design, I didn't know you could get a a doctorate. I would love in, to be a, a, doctor. a doctor. Yes, you will address me yeah. as. Doctor. Uh, I'm a doctor um, of design. So I actually had like a very short uh, stint in like trying to get into graphic design a few years ago, mm -hmm. and I downloaded um, Adobe Illustrator. Ever heard of it? <laughs> uh, Wait, what's it called? And I. Adobe Illustrator. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Ooh. you said Corel Painter. Sorry. Go ahead. Corel. <laughs> uh, and I was like really, really into it for like six months. And I was like getting half decent at it. And then my computer just like decided to stop working one day. Mm -hmm. And then I just waited a couple weeks to get a new computer and then just never went back to it. Um, and that's, that's the whole story. My big project... <laughs> My big project that I worked on was uh, I did the logo for an old house team. I was on Dutch. I don't know if you're 
Oh, familiar with Dutch? That's the um, first improv team I saw. I saw Dutch. Oh, really? Dutch. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. I didn't realize you were on there. I didn't. Uh, the only person I recognized was Tom Hannigan and Kristen Shear when I like actually started doing stuff. Yeah. And- yeah. It, <laughs> it was one of those things where like I felt like I didn't belong on that team because the team was just like full of like rock stars, and then me who just like just tried to like not get kicked off the team for me. <laughs> That's funny because I, uh, I think you're a rock star. I will oh, not entertain you. that you thinking that, but also at the same time, I've like improvised when I went to like do the interrogation room, and I was like, I should just sit down. I'm performing with people who are very good. <laughs> right. I'm, I'll it's... leave. Goodbye, everyone. That's my that's my one contribution as a character that decided to leave and completely never. Came back. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a character choice. Yeah. Uh, no, it's kind of crazy when you're when you're like in the community for long enough to the point where you start being in shows with people that were like on house teams when you first like started taking 101 yeah and they're like and you kind of see them as like a, this like improv rock star who's just doing amazing things and then like somewhere down the line you're like in shows with them and you're like oh gosh i i think i made it i think i'm one of those people now and then you have a bad show and you're like why did i ever get into this whole thing anyway? <laughs> my life my life's my life stinks I one bad a- show can do that to you I had that with one show. It was like right before pandemic started. Kate Fruman asked me to do a um, show and tell. And everyone on there was like people I had seen when I very first started. And I'd only been doing it for like two years. And I completely froze on stage. I was not in a single scene at all. I was like in the background of one scene. Um, And then afterward, Tia came up and was like, are you okay? Because like... (laughs) You didn't do anything. (laughs) Been there. Yeah. I remember the first time, first time I was ever on stage was for Dean's List. And Dean's List was kind of like nice because you were kind of forced to be in a certain, like a certain amount of scenes. But I remember being just like, like literally shaking. I was so nervous. I didn't even want to put my name in the thing for them to draw, but. Mm-hmm. my 101 classmates like pretty much peer pressured me into it nice. and i remember it being i remember like the whole theater was packed it was like had to be sold out and i was like there's like 50 names in there there's no way my name's gonna get drawn anyway and then of course i was the very first name that they picked out <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, but that's how that has to go right exactly how else would it go i also had that with dean's list except that was the like third time i was on stage and i was super nervous and i did a scene with ralph andracchio friend of the show uh, uh, <laughs> uh, i did a scene with ralph and he like guided me through the scene and i remember at one point doing something that was just like i'm doing a shtick right now and ralph went stop and then like <laughs> we just continued on with the scene that sounds like a ralph thing yep i can yeah. totally see that I just, I love that. The idea of being like, I don't feel like you're being honest. I don't feel like you're being truthful with me when you say that. <laughs> like, I love just saying that. And yeah. Take the scene that way. It, it is always kind of fun, depending on the context, but interesting to see when people like make moves in a scene, but also they're like, they're not just speaking to your character, but they're also speaking to you, the person. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's move this scene in this direction. You know what I mean? So... And Ralph's great. He's he's the best. 
Well, I think last week uh, it got reminded to us uh, by, by John Plester, just do something. It's good advice to continue doing that because I'm just like, I got to trust my weird gut to just at least take us somewhere. Um, if it's to the moon, I try not to do that like immediately when doing a real show. But if it's practice, I w- I'll practice on the moon. Um, not the actual yeah. moon, but like, I don't know, maybe the entire scene is inside Jim's head because I love being John Malkovich so much. Um <laughs> So the whole scene is being Jim O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My, I think my go-to when I, when I feel like I'm not doing anything or I catch myself not doing anything, my, my go-to is to just make a pot of coffee. And like a lot of times I won't even get to drinking it. I'll just keep finding <laughs> things to put in the pot. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, Oh God, I, I need to, pretend as I'm doing something different now because this is not making a pot of coffee. This is just piling trash on trash. I, <laughs> I think the one of the funniest things, uh, like a, a joke that always gets me is object work that goes on for way too long. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. An, in, like, an insane like how how do they keep thinking of things to do? Like I, uh, I've talked about uh, Fred Brown one time did a thing where he went to go take a shower and then he started like taking off accessories and he must have taken off 30 accessories before he actually jumped. And I was like, how does he keep coming up with things? And he did it for like five straight minutes. It was yeah. so funny. Yeah. I feel like there's at yeah. one point though, it's not funny for someone like you lose some of the audience <laughs> at some point on that. But those are the people that walked in and were like, I don't know. I, I seem like a cool idea. I'm really drunk. Let's just go see him. <laughs> <laughs> that those people are uh, probably like, are they going to stop doing this? <laughs> or is this the whole show? You know what I think is like, so I, I don't like an improv and I've seen it done so many times and it's mm-hmm. kind of related. Like the thing with Fred, that's very funny. Cause I could see him like just nailing, nailing something like that. Yeah. But when you have like, people will like push chairs to the center of the stage and then someone will push like the little table thing. And then they'll just start finding random objects to throw into the like physical real objects to throw into the middle of the stage. Okay. And it's just like, okay, this is not funny. This was maybe the funny, the first time I saw a team do this, but I feel like I've seen that bit done so many times and I just kind of roll my eyes every time I see it. That's just a, it's definitely a, I don't know what I'm about to do. What if right. I just throw things? It, it's like I've also you've also seen the thing where it's like someone brings out a chair and then someone adjusts it and then someone else adjusts it and then someone else adjusts mm-hmm. it and you're like, yeah, you're not doing anything. You're just adjusting a chair. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I got that off my chest. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a safe. It's a, you're in a safe zone. Uh, this is thank good. You. Uh, there, I definitely was that person who tried to find weird ways to use the chair for too long. You know, I was excited that. Oh, improv. There's a chair. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to sit underneath it. I will say one of my favorite things I've ever done, though, and I'm proud of, is uh, being a giant underneath a table. Uh, In uh, Frank Farrell's class, the assignment was uh, our in-laws were coming and we had to prepare the house. And I decided that I am a giant and I am dating someone who is regular size. So I had to try to get together a very tiny bed. And like a whole little, like just set up, clean up a little tiny whole room for them and just kept fucking breaking everything and ruining stuff um, and just getting like more and more frustrated. And I love, uh, I didn't realize how much I have an appreciation for doing silent scenes 
and that's probably like still to this day like the third one i've ever really done like i don't do them often um but mm-hmm. you gotta lean into it you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta be mr bean sometimes sure my favorite part of that is that the point of that exercise is to like practice heightening because it's supposed to be like Oh, I, I, I accidentally uh, spilled coffee on the, the thing. I better put this in the laundry. Oh, no, I kicked the laundry over. Now there's suds everywhere. Better go get a mop to clean it up. Duh, the mop fell apart. Like, it's it's supposed to be that. And you were like, what if I was giant and put <laughs> tiny things together? <laughs> hey, I'm proud of myself when I try to squeeze that little tiny Windex uh, and it broke. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think that came across. I think I got that. <laughs> I think it's, that was good acting. It's definitely one of those times where you get the uh, thing and you're like, I'm going to do a great thing. And then you do a great thing. And you're like, okay, that was funny. That wasn't the exercise, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <sighs> what's, what's the point of actually doing the classwork? You, you just clown around. That's the whole point of the class. Yeah. No, I have a bad habit of like, if I'm in a, a class or a workshop, I'll just, com- by the time I start my scene, I'll completely forget the point of the class I'm in or the mm. workshop or whatever the exercise is. And then I'll just do whatever I feel like I need to do. Uh, I don't know. That's some advanced improv shit because that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. It's, yeah. Improv's just whatever. You're, you've got to do what you want to do. And right. <laughs> it's essentially learning how to do the thing you want to do. That's why I feel like I want to practice like different forms of improv, like musical improv or like improvised poetry. Because like if at any point you just need to just like do one of those things, your character decided to just be a person who in that scene busted out singing or doing poetry or whatever, and you just go sure. with that. Yeah, at least it gets you somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I can't rhyme on command. You don't have to. Nope. I. I, I think the point I'm making is I can't make up songs on command, like. Didn't you make up our uh, our song, like the the intro song, like? Didn't you yeah, just I, get that? Yeah, I wrote that. Oh, okay. Did it take you long, or like did I, it just I, like come to mind? I it, it, like the melody came really quick, but like the the words that took a long time. That took like an hour. Oh, jeez. Did you? Is that you singing, Jim? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it okay? I I just I was listening to it earlier today, and I just couldn't. I was trying to figure out if it was one of you two or if it was somebody else, and I couldn't. It was inconclusive on my <laughs> end. Uh, I got the same reaction from my coworker because my coworker was like, "Oh, how'd you get that theme song? Did you pay someone for it?" And I was like, "No, I just did it in my apartment. Took a guitar, yeah. bashed it together for. I I did that for an hour. It took like the whole thing total probably took about like three hours to put all together." Mm. That's right. We do it ourselves here. We're very uh, DYI on this podcast. Uh, the graphics, mine, uh, the ooh, the sound effect for going in and out of commercials. It's just me doing that. And then just like I invert it. I reverse that on Audacity to be. And that brings us back into the episodes. <laughs> I was like, perfect. Nice. Cool. Why would I pay for a sound effect when I can just make sounds with my mouth? Uh, so for my podcast, I just took two like sound clips on garage band that i thought sounded good together and that was my that was my theme song perfect <laughs> that's so much because like, you <laughs> your sound good now because like i was about to ask you like oh did you get yours also did you get yours from like a uh from like a service or like one of those um there's also royalty free uh 
things you can you can get your hands on. There's mm. a, a lot of YouTubes have a, a YouTubes. I just sounded like a fifty year old man. Um, <laughs> All right, try it again. But as uh, how old are you again? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. All right, try it again as your twenty nine year old self. You got this. Um, I uh, a lot of YouTube videos. Uh have the same music because they all use the same library of uh, royalty free music. I've noticed that. Yeah. So I have a nephew, he's seven years old and he's very into like the Minecraft and Roblox gamer mm -hmm. YouTubers. Tight. And I've noticed that they all have like a lot of the same like sound effects. And so, <laughs> yeah, he is seven. That is uh, yeah. what seven year olds <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of things that seven-year-olds don't do. <laughs> oh, well, you're, we're so close. I wish this was literally the, the perfect segue would have been that my nephew's turning eight. Um, oh. And speaking. <laughs> my nephew Ocean is turning eight. <laughs> Hold on real quick. Uh, folks, we're going to go to commercial real quick. And then we're, we're then after that, we'll, we? we'll talk about the, uh, the actual movie. Jim, what did you say we watched again? Ocean's eight. Okay, cool. Yeah. Bye, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Kai Bobby here, reporting alive from my porch. Listen to this. I'm not sure if I got the wind chime in there. It's lovely out. It's beautiful. I hope you're taking care of yourselves. I hope you're having a beautiful day. Uh, yeah. So anyways, these are some podcasts that I really like. Uh, it'd be really cool if you just like followed them and like threw them in your queue Gave them a listen, you know, rated them, you know, gave them some feedback, give them some love. It's just, it's just cool to do that. Sometimes people have creative projects that they really want feedback and support on. And it'd really be great if we did it. So, anyways. Guys, come on, it's getting late now. We have to do this trailer for our podcast. I mean, I know we're the Wait What Trio and this is the Wait What Podcast. But how, how do we talk about the many episodes that we've done? I don't know. It's just stuff. Tournaments, you know, chocolate, games. I've lost count. Oh, we love tournaments. I don't know what, what, what else. What, what else can we talk about? Not to mention idiots, guys. I mean, we've done plenty of those. Us three being idiots ourselves, you know, we could do so much more. Yeah, and then there's every single music episode that we've done. And what the best song was by every artist and band. I mean, and then through every single episode, there's always a Simpsons reference or some kind of movie reference that we have, something that makes us all laugh. And then we just talk over each other. I was I mean, just about to say that. <laughs> don't interrupt. What? So, basically, so basically, what it is, is you want to tell people that we cover everything. They're safe for everyone. And we're available everywhere. Pretty much, yeah. We're available on all podcast platforms. And yeah. All right, we'll, we'll sort it out next week. Childhood. Remember that? You could walk down the street. You could get an ice cream cone. You could go to school. You could do homework for five hours and then lament about the fact that you're wasting your youth. Hi, I'm Ross. I'm the host of Kid Flicks. It's the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. We've covered more than 150 different movies, including all four of the Shrek movies, including Shrek 2, which we reviewed in two different episodes. Definitely give us a listeny listeny and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, unless you get podcasts from that creepy guy down the street. Don't let him open his trench coat. There's no podcasts in there.
But seriously, give us a listen, won't you? Kid Flicks, it's a podcast. And we're back. Great job, Jim. That was uh, it was excellent. Thank you. So, uh, <laughs> Joe, what's your what's your relationship with uh, the Ocean's franchise? So, Ocean's Eleven, the George Clooney one, is one of my favorite movies of all time. I would say easily top five. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it many, many times. It's one of those movies where if it's on, I have to watch it. Wow. Uh, 12 and 13. I've seen maybe like, I've definitely seen both of them maybe twice, maybe mm-hmm. once. I don't know. They're, they're fine. I mean, they're, they're fun movies, but you know, they're sequels. So, uh, but the first one I, I love, and I loved listening to your episode on it with, uh, Sarah. It was, uh, very fun for me to hear other people talk about the movie because because <laughs> I don't find a lot of people that love the movie as much as I do. Um, but yeah, Ocean's Eight. This was my first time watching it. I just watched it today for the first time, and I was pleasantly surprised. I had heard mostly negative reviews about it, to be yeah. honest, um, and so I kind of went in it went into it um, with the bar set kind of low, but I kind of enjoyed it it was a little bit cheesy and they like clearly ripped off oceans 11 Mm -hmm. uh, in a couple scenes um but overall i i liked it what did you two think yeah jim i go ahead yeah i i i think i had the same reaction to it because it was like i had heard it's just terrible just awful and we don't have to get into it but i do now (laughs) i do now think that might be like an air of like misogyny they were just like women ghostbusters the feminists are taking over like that kind of thing oh, uh that absolutely affected why the rumors of it being terrible um because i also was i got the wrong impression about this yeah and i i watched it and like they, yeah there's a lot of things wrong with it yep. uh it's like the pacing's a little off the uh not all the characters have like very distinct characteristics about them but overall, that was I enjoyed it. I liked watching it. It was fun. It was just as I won't say just as fun as the other movies, but it was it was really fun still. If you really are adamant about not having a good time, then like yeah, you're you're probably gonna just like I, I like I understand people crossing their arms and wanting to leave the theater, but I don't know if you just open yourself up to it, it's like it's very similar oddly enough how I felt when I saw uh, Johnny Depp's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I just decided to go in and just be like, I'm just going to see this movie for what it is and try not to compare it to the original. Like, I genuinely just tried to see it as a separate thing, and it's fine. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this movie was not, like, outstanding. Like, I, can, I didn't get awards, and it, you know, that's fine. Um, but I, I watched the whole thing, and it was an hour and 50 minutes, and it didn't feel like that. Because I was just like, cool, I'm in. No, and I felt like the the pace was really good, and there was no, like, lulls in action or anything and like i don't know there was always like something new happening a lot of like little twists and turns here to keep it interesting so i liked it and i uh loved Anne hathaway's character i don't know why but oh yeah she, just, she was like so just like for the characters she was playing she seemed like very down to earth and just cool and i don't know i loved her character she was my favorite part oh yeah my I, I this this frustrated me to no end because I wish this were the reality. My girlfriend had said 
I wish that Anne Hathaway was just playing Anne Hathaway. Like, everything was exactly the same, except her name was Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Right, like, yeah. They, now just, like they referenced oh. the Julia Roberts playing Julia Roberts thing. Like, But, like, mm-hmm. instead, they just kind of, like, what if it literally just was Anne Hathaway? Yeah, mm-hmm. but, yep. like, she's a bit of a diva, and, like, she treats everyone like a little, like, she's a little cartoonishly over the top. But I wish that was just Anne, like, it, her name was literally just Anne Hathaway. I love it when people play themselves, except for the time that Steve-O got shot in that movie on Netflix. I didn't like that. I shouldn't have watched that movie, but also, don't shoot Steve-O in a movie. I don't want to watch him get shot in the head. Jackass? Um, no, he got shot in the that? head in like a some Netflix movie. It was not good. But like, I think it was like on live television in the movie, like they, they killed Steve-O. It's a comedy? You're like, no, not Steve-O. And you know, like the I'm world is empathize with losing Steve-O. If Steve-O's acting in the movie, yeah, he is. it's probably it. not that good of a movie. <laughs> what are we talking about? Honestly, dude deserves an Emmy. As Steve-O? He killed it. As Steve-O? Uh, I was actually... This is so random. I was actually in one of Steve-O's <laughs> old, old, apart, old apartments in Los Angeles. This is why I ran with Jim. This is... Yes. Yeah. Um, so... So and I'll let you, let you get back to this Stevo scene. Oh, I don't give I a want shit about, about Stevo. Oh, no, you're thinking uh, yeah, way more you're interesting. Good. So, <laughs> so I was uh, in college. I did a semester in Los Angeles. I studied broadcasting, and I did an internship out there while I was in in college. And I loved it, and I wanted to move out there. So I started looking at apartments. And one of the apartments that I went to, and I didn't know this till I got there, was Stevo's old apartment from like when he first moved out to LA and started like really making it big with jackass movies and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And the guy who was showing us the apartment was like, Oh yeah, we just fixed it up. And there was a there was a hole in the wall here and this window was broken and just like showing us all the different things that Steve-O had broken while he lived there. It was, nice. it was very interesting. <sighs> um, but one, once upon a time, Steve-O was just a, just a regular person like us living in a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Once upon a time. I guess I never realized how terrible a tenant Steve-O would be. Steve-O in his heyday, at least. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like they were happy to get rid of him. (laughs) Oh, I bet. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he's probably the worst tenant. Oh, not I, now. I'm I sure he's a I lovely no tenant. Steve-O, if you're Steve-O. listening right now, I get the idea that from, from oddly enough, why have I listened to Steve-O content recently? Oh, well, I did watch he has a little a podcast bit of, now. I did listen to, uh, I did watch a little bit of Jackass 4.5 um, out of curiosity uh, because I grew up in the Jackass era. I had to know what the hell this was, what's going on in this. Um, but also, I think because I got pulled into, because the, the phone just tells you you give a shit about stuff depending on your age. They're like, you give a shit about Bam Margera like going to shit and like not having a good life, right? I'm like, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I went down that rabbit hole and Steve-O, right? That's, Steve-O seems to like be doing well. He's got his shit together. Like, I'm, yeah. After, get it, Steve-O? He, got, he got sober, so. I mean, like... he got killed in a movie. He's doing well. <laughs> yeah. I need to check this movie out. I'm very, very interested. I think Adam DeCamp's in it. I'm pretty sure Adam DeCamp's in the movie. That okay. Oh, I don't know who that is. That's not oh, his name. It's Adam De, De, De... What is it? What is it? It's the it's the guy uh, from Workaholics. What's yeah, his real it, name? Is it Adam DeMamp? Oh, DeMamp? Yeah. Adam, no, it's Adam, Adam Devine. Devine. Adam, yeah. That was close enough. Uh, You're thinking of his name in the show is Adam DeMamp. Whatever. He's just some guy named Adam that I like hate um for some reason. Like sorry, actor. 
like you're a real person but like i don't like you in shows and movies enough to like if i met you in real life i just assume i won't like you and that's not fair i bet we'll be besties let's hang out he almost died when he got hit by a truck I feel bad for him. When he was a kid, and then he said that that's how he became funny, was because he came back and it was all awkward. So then he was like, what if I was like a goofy guy? And that's how (laughs) he became a comedian. So he had a brush with death, and he's like, oh, you know what I need to do differently? I need to be more goofy. Yeah, I need to be very aggressive toward everyone I ever meet. Mm -hmm. Hey, he's very successful, so good for him. It worked out well for him. Yeah, he was in Pitch Perfect 1 and 2. It's very good. Was he not in 3? I wasn't in any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Jim, uh, talk to me about actually some parts of this movie, because I do actually kind of want to talk about this movie. What are some parts uh, that you all actually enjoyed about this movie? Oh, uh, let me check my notes, because I didn't think about it. Because, like, I, I... Sorry, I have one, but... I don't know if you have something that you particularly enjoyed. I really enjoyed in the beginning when Sandra Bullock, I don't remember any of their character names. But when oh, Sandra I wrote Bullock, down the same thing because that's exactly who Sandra, no matter what, when Sandra Bullock's in a movie, I'm like, that's Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Rihanna yeah. was nine ball. Yeah. That's oh my I gosh. I rolled my eyes at that part <laughs> and, her, and her little accent that she had. I don't, that's not a real, that's not how she really talks, right? I was that just accent. about to say, does she have an, did she have an accent in the movie? Guys, the rule in the Oceans franchise is that somebody has to ha- have a horrible accent. Okay, because her accent was terrible, and I really, I really hope that's not her real that's the voice, because then I'll feel terrible. But anyway, the scene um, when Sandra Bullock goes to the hotel and like cons her way into staying in the hotel room for a free night. I love that. I actually. was like, I was like, that's so simple but smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, would it would it work in real life? Probably not. But I th- it, it really, like, stood out to me, and I was like, I kind of want to try that. I never will actually try that, but I kind of want to. There's, there is a thing with um, uh, the number one thing that, uh, uh, like, cybersecurity has to worry about is, uh, oh, what's it called? Not social engineering, but, like, it's people just telling other people their password. Just straight up that. Uh, so, yeah. like the biggest flaw in any system is the human element. Mm. So it a hundred percent, that definitely could work if you get the right person. Yeah. Mm. Can I, as she was, no, I was going to tell you all uh, my passwords, but go ahead. Oh no, that's, that's better than what I was going to (laughs) do. No, I I was going to say as she was doing it and she walks into the hotel room, I'm thinking like this couple that she just stole a room from, they're probably getting an email right about now confirming 100%. that they've added yeah. another night to their reservation unless they're already on their flight back home. In which case, if they live halfway around the world, maybe they may not even see it till the next day anyway. Which is so, what you're I don't hoping know. for. Yeah. I mean, you get a yeah. little ding. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, people get phone alerts all the time for their credit cards. I would imagine. Sure. If it's that hotel looks like it would be a certain uh, amount of money that would go over m- my, uh, uh, I think mine's like five hundred dollars. They're like, you sure? Mm-hmm. You okay? <laughs> Is this really what you want to do? <laughs> it's yeah. a good check in with me. Yeah. But would they not charge you until after she had left? Oh, it would go. It would go through on mine, um, as I'm sure it would go through on theirs. Um, yeah, you would get like a reservation confirmation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. 
I but yeah, I think that was I, I had said my favorite part of this movie is anytime anyone isn't around other people. Like Sandra Bullock at the beginning, that was great. I really liked when uh Kate Blanchett was uh I what was it, watering down vodka. Mm-hmm. That was a fun scene. Any scene with basically any scene with uh uh, Anne Hathaway. All great. Because when they were by themselves, it was great. It was as soon as they had to have relationships with other people, then it be then it was just like, all right, you're just passing information to me. Yeah. I did I did make a note that I was mad that Kate Blanchett had to like had the responsibility of like holding like the gay torch in the movie. Like she's like she's like like oh god like there i don't know i wish there was more because it was just like all right we get it like you're making her character really as really like get it um i fucking loved it they leaned into it but she, yeah. she was a lesbian you did not get that am i wrong i am so I, fu- I didn't I, there's I, no way I, i'm wrong about that i didn't pick up on that either but after i watched it i went on to imdb and like under one of the articles about the movie, it did say something about her character being a lesbian. Yeah. Uh, but watching while I was watching the movie, I didn't really pick up on it either. I believe uh, the term is like uh, takes one to no one. Uh, I smell. I, I know my queer is better now. It hasn't always been good, but I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> Mine's just terrible. Yeah. Just just Same. awful. Do you know what the secret <laughs> is, Jim? Assume everyone's gay. Everyone's a little bit gay. Yeah, that's the, that's the secret. <laughs> um, wait, what's your what? What was the proof? <laughs> what, what, evidence, please. <laughs> evidence. I'm sorry. Hold on, I got excited. Uh, For I got, why uh, Kate Blanchett was a, a lesbian in this movie? Oh, it's just like the. Oh, uh, I'm, the, I'm very curious. You know, I don't want to make complete like assumptions about like actual like this isn't about like real people, but the way that they particularly portrayed her in, in relationship to like how I've seen other characters played in movies. Like you know, we like the the like the the t- like the biker person like this. I don't know how to explain it. I like okay. Like I'm not saying that like <laughs> I was going to uh, make a joke like is she a lesbian because she has a motorcycle, and if, and that's part like, of your evidence. I feel like I don't know how much I believe. That that's she's not a like a, a good reason to necessarily say that someone's queer. I'm not saying like, I don't know. I feel like her sexuality is hers. I will define it as queer. I love that umbrella term is vague as fuck. Uh, I will say that. I just I got queer vibes. I don't know. <sighs> now I well, Google. they were right, I guess. I, I mean, 50-50 chance, right? I mean, it either is or it isn't. I mean, that's how that's mm-hmm. how that percentage works out. So, for sure, I'm really good at math, Jim. Oh, I'm. I just looked up an article, and some of it's like her name is Lou. Like that's not. <laughs> that's not a reason. To that's call a reason why lesbian. people think that that okay that we should have known. I I mean, I said this recently. I don't try to look into necessarily too many reasons why I should have known. You just know. Uh, even in real life, I try not to like pick at it too much. You know, you just you get a vibe that some. You know what the vibe is? Is that uh, there is you can tell when someone's living their best fucking life because they weren't able to. Like I get that vibe from people sometimes. Uh, that's a happy time to meet a meet a gay is when they're just like so fucking tired of not leaning into themselves. Um, so when I see someone that's like like yeah, get it. Like it's just I don't know. It's a vibe. I'm slowly starting to meet more queer people, and I think it's because, like, it's just, I don't know, it's, I think it's, we're all, like, a hive mind and telepathic at, at some level, so I just want to warn you, if you start doing gay stuff, that's going to start happening to you. <laughs> I don't know how 
how helpful this article is because this is top eight women in Ocean's Eleven that are lesbians, and it's literally just all the eight women and saying why they're lesbians. I mean, I bet honestly, I'm not going to assume that any of the other characters weren't queer. I should I should not do that. Who knows if all the other characters were also queer? There was a line in the movie that I read that was supposed to kind of like hint. And it was like, hold on, let me see if I can find it. It was something like she was talking to Sandra Bullock and she says something like, you know, you can't rub a rub or something like that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I do remember that line. Oh. I see another thing that there's another thing they're saying is that there is that part where they eat at a diner and then Sandra Bullock feeds her. I mean, people but, just have complex relationships okay. with friends too. It could be that. I mean, oh God, partner is a very complex term, you know, who knows uh, exactly. They're a hundred percent dynamic. Think about it. I mean, what is it? I don't know why I'm thinking about this. Uh, oh, who is it? Why am I thinking? Okay. Brain fog sucks. Uh, who wrote fame, Jim, David <laughs> Bowie, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't know what fame you meant because there's the movie from the 80s where no. the, that I was thinking of who am I thinking about a collaboration and then these two artists slept with each other while making what? that song there, there's two musicians that made a song Michael Gore and Dean Pitchard no is it Pitchard? David Bowie and someone oh okay uh, let me look up the song's fame I think the whole thing is like while they were writing the song they were like away like together like secluded and having sexy times wait are you talking about no uh are you talking about lady gaga and uh this is two men uh bradley cooper is that also something that happened oh well i mean did you watch uh that movie uh um the star a star is born are we gonna be that podcast room we're gonna be the gossip podcast we're really gonna make these rumors oh my god if you watch that movie those two a hundred percent we're banging out like <laughs> i didn't see the movie but i saw their performance at the was it the grammys no that was at the, the oscars. oscars yeah yeah it was, it was very <laughs> intimate like they definitely had something going on i found the, the i found the line i was trying to think of if okay. you want to hear about it please do so the line is so Kate Blanchett. this is the scene when she finds out that sandra bullock is doing this to get back at her ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. yes and so she says to Sandra Bullock, do not run a job in a job. And they, this article is saying that, so her character's name is Lou. Lou is getting jealous that Sandra Bullock is still hung up on this yeah. guy yeah. And, not, and not Lou, Kate's character. Hmm. Which so I, I guess assumed, that was the, I mean, I even wrote, I was like, it's cool that she's a bisexual character because I assumed Sandra Bullock was bisexual. Or pansexual, or queer, what have you. Like, everyone's a little bit gay. I just didn't know what variation as well. Hmm. I mean, I'll accept it. I'll I'll allow it. (laughs) I'll I'll allow it. As the the keeper of the queers, I'll allow it. So, (laughs) me, a straight man. (laughs) This might just be me gossiping, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, Freddie Freddie Mercury and uh, David Bowie who slept together. Am I incorrect in this? You might be thinking of David Bowie and and Mick Jagger. They slept together? uh, Well, they definitely slept together because someone walked in on them. We are talking about them taking naps together, right? The intimacy of that? Like, that's what you're talking about. No, no, they had butt set. Like, like they they full-on fucked. Like, 
Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Is that confirmed? Is that exactly how it no, went? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they, they had a relationship. Those, those two definitely were, uh, were banging out. As, wow. As I say. I don't know when this was happening, but something tells me I wasn't walking uh, down like in, uh, like cashing out at a grocery store, seeing like the art, like the tabloids. I don't. Wh- when did this happen? I was gonna say it happened in like the seventies and eighties, like way before we were born. And I say definitely. Um, I'm just looking now, and it is technically alleged. However, David Bowie had declared himself bisexual. <sighs> we have to cut all that out. We're gonna get in trouble. That's slander. Sometimes I think about celebrity couples, like two celebrities that are like really like on top of the world at the time. And they're both like dating each other. And I'm like, how do they find time to like be with each other? Cause they're yeah. both like traveling and working constantly. Like how could that possibly work? That happened with, um, Katy Perry and, uh, the British comedian. I, Okay. I'll look him up while you while you say something. Oddly enough, I was in like a I was in a Twitter space today because that's a thing I do now. I go into Twitter spaces and have conversations with people on Twitter and strangers. Uh, it's fun. It's really fun. Uh, I enjoy it. And I've had uh, I was in one today about long distance relationships. Which uh, Jack, I love you. If you're are back to listening uh, to the podcast, I've we have done uh, out of our six years of knowing each other. I think over like I want to say almost three of three years of it have been long distance. Um, and like. <sighs> I feel like with any relationship, I think the thing we forget to do is like, just you got to readjust the relationship with the current thing. You like people try to have the same relationship with the distance. You just have to acknowledge that you can't have that. Like that's a thing that people yeah. keep like that's I think that's the most destructive things to long distance relationships is trying to make it what it isn't and what it's incapable of being and just giving up and being like frustrated. If you just accept from the closer to the beginning that it can't be that and think about what it can be. Um you can do those kind of like you made me think of uh, uh, David Beckham and um, fucking um, Victoria. 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 Beckham. Um, yeah. And it's it's like you're like I don't I don't know how you live both of those lives and still go home and go good night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know, and I mean I've never I've never been in that type of relationship, so you know what do I know? Maybe mm-hmm. I'm being being naive, but it's just like. I don't know. Just thinking about it, it just is uh, pretty wild that some people can make it work. And that's that's awesome. Yeah. Some people have that life. They like their lifestyles just like intersect in that kind of way. But um, I was thinking of Katy Perry and Russell Brand. And one of the reasons they broke up, one of, one of the reasons was because they're like their goals in life didn't align. Russell Brand wanted kids and Katy Perry didn't. But then the other thing was um, the big thing was they just didn't have time to see each other. Because he was always off on some tour and she was always off on some tour. So they never actually saw each other. And then they were like, I think we should call this quits. Hmm. I bet they were a fun couple. <laughs> For the like 15 minutes that they were uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they were together. Can I just get like a list of a couple celebrities in case you need to like copy and paste? I, I don't want to be like the gossip podcast. So I'm just going to copy and paste different celebrities over all of the celebrities we've been saying. I think it's okay to say that Russell Brand and Katy Perry broke up. Just, <laughs> they got divorced 10 years ago. <laughs> I just don't, I'm not trying to like, you know, stir up the pot. You know, I'm not trying to make it difficult for them to process this still, you know. It, it's funny because that bit of gossip to me felt very like humanizing for them because it it felt like, oh yeah, I guess they wouldn't have time for each other and like that would affect 
how they actually cared about each other. Hmm. I have a question. Do we think Danny Ocean is really dead? I think he's alive. I think that they want you to believe he's alive. And I think, I, I, like, if we took a poll, like, if, if you took a poll, like, when people left, like, the first screening of that, I bet most people would be like, I would say, like, 65 to, like, 75% would be like, he's absolutely alive. I thought for sure he was going to step out at the at the very end when she goes to visit yeah, him. I, I thought too. for sure he was going to show up. Yep. They're, they probably didn't have the money. They definitely were hinting at the fact that he was going to show up in a sequel to this. And there was def- they were definitely hinting that there was going to be a sequel because it's Ocean's 8. They left mm-hmm. perfect room for there to be a 9 and a 10. Because it would have been weird if they were like, Ocean's Ocean's 10. Well, we can't do Ocean's 11 because there's already two other ones of those. Mm-hmm. Um, So maybe they were hinting at the fact that they he was going to come back on a different one. Because in one scene, they were like, you think Danny's dead? And she was like, probably not. Yeah. Oh, I want to see oceans, yeah, and she- just oceans, where it's just it's just George Clooney hanging out <laughs> <laughs> with Brad Pitt. Oceans yeah. one, oceans two. That's oceans two. I'm sorry. Because she she does say at one point she's like, "I hope you're in there." Like she hopes yeah, he's yeah. really dead. Yeah. Did you ever see the uh, Did you ever see the original Oceans Eleven? So uh, we will actually be doing that next week. Everyone, uh, come back next week. You're going to be listening to Jim and I talk about this movie with potentially cool. someone or not at all. We haven't decided if we're going to make like torture someone else and make them watch this movie with us. Okay. Yeah. So I, I saw it one time uh, in my doctor's office. Okay. So <laughs> Is that where so we should see it? <laughs> you should. Well, he no longer practices, so you'll have to find a different <laughs> office. No, so my my call around primary my primary physician when I was like in my like high school and college, he had this very tiny waiting room, and like you would always always wait at least an hour. Like you you would have to plan to wait at least an hour, sometimes two hours. And it was just like, it was his thing. You, there was no, like you could complain all you wanted about it. You were not going to see him at the time you were scheduled. I love it. And, and in his waiting room, he would always, he had this tiny TV and he would always play really old movies. And I remember one time going in and I sat down and the original oceans 11 had just started playing. And I was very excited because the George Clooney one had just come out probably within the last couple of years. And I, it was great. I loved it. So I was very interested to see the original and I was like very disappointed in it. It was not interesting at all. Um, But also like I was sitting in a waiting room surrounded by other people just wanting to go see my doctor. And I was doing that for two hours straight. So the ambiance wasn't ideal for Mm. watching a movie, but yeah, that's my oceans 11 (laughs) original story. They they talked to George Clooney in an interview when the when the uh, the first movie came out. They were like, "So, how do you feel about remaking a classic? Like, don't you think we shouldn't be remaking classic movies?" And he was like, "Did you see that movie? It's awful. It's <laughs> yeah. truly terrible. It's just eleven men doing things, yeah. and then mm-hmm. at some point they rob a, a, a casino." I mean, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. In my notes for Ocean's Eleven, the f- were just men steal stuff. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> is men steal stuff. So I mean, 
Yeah, but I mean, it has finesse and it's a lot. Like you said it yourself. If, if I caught this movie in the middle of the afternoon, if it was on, I'd watch it. I keep watching it. You know, like it's it's an easy one to walk into and keep going with. Oh, did you do that thing where like it started to get near the end and then they called your name and you were like, "Hang on a second, I'm, it's almost done." I I literally sat through the entire movie and then all of the credits and then they put on some other movie after that. No, <laughs> it was oh that's. That's how long I waited for to, to see my doctor. Wow, wow. I'm uh, let me yeah. look up how long that movie is. Can uh, can you show us your teeth? I want to see if it was worth it. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm fine. Okay. This yeah. Was it worth this the wait? was like 15 years ago. Uh no, probably not. <laughs> oh, 127 minutes. Yeah. Well over an hour, or well over two hours. Right. You were there. Two hours. Yeah, that sounds about right. <sighs> Jim, have we ever canceled? Like, just been like, let's just not do that shit. Let's just not do it. Yeah, we can do whatever we we'll want. Just not watch it. Let's just not watch that movie. Is that a good idea, Joe? Should we just not do this episode? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> it's your podcast. Do what you want. It it was very difficult getting a guest for it because we're like, do you want to watch this really bad movie from the sixties? And everyone's like, no. I'll come on the show, but like, no, I'm not doing that one. I got it. I got it, Jim. If two people sign up for our patreon uh this month whenever the fuck this comes out uh we'll do it as a as a special bonus episode just for you two uh and then the other poor suckers that have signed up for our patreon um sure okay yeah. we'll do that <laughs> yeah there you go perfect now we have to do an episode in case just for uh oh mike you're gonna make more f- that's a joke for just mike savitsky <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just wanted to call him out it feels good um, I just I love a a good like sneaky extra weight of and make sure that you're. My favorite part of that was you made a face uh, that is only for me and Joe, and it was a joke for just Mike Savitsky. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of people that are Confused. not gonna, <laughs> yeah, not really getting this joke. <laughs> That's fair. I like that. This is fun, Mike. How you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I was really? having a yeah. private moment with Mike. Is that, <laughs> is that okay, Jim? That's a problem for you? I'm going to cut in a whole conversation that me and Mike have. I'm going to record that this week, and I'm going to put that in the episode. <laughs> I like that both of us went the route of, uh, he said something disappointing. <laughs> you know, Mike. <laughs> Always oh. disappointed. <laughs> Big Mike. Sorry. Uh, I, I feel bad that I call him that. I should stop calling him Big Mike because I used to get called names like that. Like I called like K-squared or like K-dog. So like, that's, I gotta stop. I'm sorry. Sorry, Big Mike. <laughs> Do you ever get Joe Bags, <laughs> Joe? Joe Bags. I get, I get Joe Bags a lot. I get, uh, Jelly, Jelly Joey a lot. I get Jelly Joey? Joe- no, I don't get that. <laughs> I was just <laughs> trying to think of something. No, Jimmy I Jane, get Big Joe Man. Joe. I get big man a lot, which I don't like. Like, I realize I'm a big guy, but when somebody calls me big man, like, out in public, I'm like, oh, I get real self-conscious about, like, do I look like a giant to other people? Like, how big do I really look? Uh, Yeah, I don't like people calling me names like that. But then also, like, I'm a teacher, so, like, I have, like, little students, and I'll hear hear people call them, like, hey, big guy, big man. So it kind of goes both ways. Because it feels condescending no matter what. I don't think it's a fun way to call someone a big man. It's just... You really only call big man, like, to to small children. Like, 
you just like, hey, they're big man. Because no, then even it makes rude. them feel like they're bigger no. than than they are because kids okay. are self conscious because they're uh they're uh they're not they're they're not at their full potential height wise. <laughs> I think I, I think I just know my nephew enough to be like, You were incorrect, I am a small child, I am not a big man. Have a good day. Like that is <laughs> so <laughs> I will say incorrect and for at tip, least my you nephew. You tip your cap. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll leave and walk out and you'll be like, wow, all right, that kid's fascinating. He should have YouTube. Then he puts on a hat and a jacket and gets in his uh, horse, and car- <laughs> horse and buggy and uh, rides off into well, his and Victorian of, night. And of course throws like a uh, like a smoke bomb like behind him, of course, to gallop away into. Yeah, I mean, obviously. He's, he's my relative. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine, fine. <laughs> my nephew listens, actually. This was all for him. Does he? <laughs> no, it's explicit podcast. We say fucking shit all the time. <laughs> I was gonna say my nephew's not my nephew's not listening. He's three. Well, yeah, he'll be three when this comes out. We do we do need to make more kid friendly podcasts. I forget. Do you swear? Do we? Your, I mean, we've only we tried to have one, uh, and I think we didn't swear with, uh, with the episode where an actual child came on the episode, uh, <laughs> the Aladdin episode with uh, Tanya Monet Morgan, um, but like. Yeah. I think it's our o- probably our only episode where we haven't said a swear, if I had to guess. Or it wasn't explicit. Yeah, we talk about poop a lot on this show. That's uh, not explicit. Hmm. I don't have to give a warning for a poop content, do you? Joe, your your podcast explicit, right? Uh, so I personally don't curse just because it's not something I do in, in real life. I don't know. It's just yeah. not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like other like guests have um so kind of depending on how the episode goes i might mark it explicit i have it listed as a clean podcast Mm -hmm. but probably at least half of the episodes are marked explicit so yeah yeah, it all depends on who i have on yeah i think because i'm thinking back on the episodes i'm like was there any adult contact because i very very frequently on your show is someone's a child someone is inevitably going to be like a teenager on the show and just be like yeah my mommy stole uh my spoons from me and that's why i'm upset <laughs> yep real uh real highbrow comedy <laughs> as you can tell by the fact that i just completely nailed a premise for your <laughs> for your mm-hmm. podcast well now you ruined yep. it because if that actually happens people are like they must have heard this on the rotten treasure podcast <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. Fair deal. I'm just going to go through real quick all of the episodes and see okay. which ones, uh, who who was what on what. Okay. 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 Do you have a, so you got to have a person, like, this is nice. I love having a person who looks stuff up. I don't do that. That's not my job on the podcast. Uh, I highly recommend you bring a guest on, or three guests on at a time. Have you done more than that? Uh, no, just three each time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you got to toss one of them that responsibility. It's delightful. <laughs> Uh, no, I do that myself and it gets me, um, distracted from what they're talking about while we're recording. And then I have to catch myself and be like, oh wait, I need to be listening to what they're saying and not what I'm looking up. Uh, so yeah, I probably should, should, uh, give that responsibility to somebody else. I was say not a lot of like uh, research needs to be done for your show since it's all like improv and everyone's playing characters. Yep. You don't have yeah. to say facts. Right. But there's been times we had one episode about, um, oh my gosh, some type of like food that I had never heard of came up 
and I had to like quick Google what it was so I could pre- at least kind of pretend like I knew what the people were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so I got, so I got caught up reading about this food. I, it was like some kind of like rice or something. I don't know. And I just like completely lost track of where the actual recording was going and what they were talking about. Cause I was like, so like interested in reading about rice <laughs> on my phone. So no, but oh. I, I love myself a good mediator. That's like, I'm sorry, what were you guys saying? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's what you want is a mediated conversation by someone who's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure you're getting you. Are you getting along yet? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Please right. Continue. <laughs> sorry, this my my phone's interesting right now. <laughs> oh, um, uh, yeah. When you guys go on stage, do you bring your like? Do you have your phones in your pocket, or do you leave leave them backstage, or turn them off? What's your Ooh. strategy mine's yep. in my pocket because i if it, if it's not my pocket i feel uncomfortable and then all i'm thinking about is that i my phone's not my pocket so in order for me to not think about my phone it's in my pocket yeah i'm also part of the addicted okay. to my phone club so yeah it's it's with me it shouldn't be because okay. it's no need i i have in the past actually put it off entirely in like my bag or something that i had in, in the like in the back um okay i just don't want someone to steal my shit so I, I sure. keep it in my pocket. It also depends on how much I want my butt to look good. Like if I want wearing, like if I'm wearing like really cute the short shorts, I'm gonna probably put my phone away. So like, you know, yeah. It's just, but I've also it feels like the right thing to do. I would never bring it out into a scene. Well, I shouldn't say never. There might be something that would could come up, and that would that would be funny. But for the most part, I would never bring uh, my phone out. I'd be too afraid it would go off, and that I just fucked up somehow and and left it not on silent. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my fear. I always leave my phone and my wallet and my keys somewhere I hope is safe um, because I feel like feeling things in my pocket would be too distracting. And then I've also been in shows where I left my phone in my pocket and I would get a phone call or something and just feeling the vibration is like very distracting and just takes me out of what's happening in the show. Mm, so that's real. I have gotten a call in the middle of a show and I was like, not now like like all of a sudden i was out of it because uh my phone my actual phone was ringing yeah but you yeah. can like in your pocket you can stop it just by hitting the uh if you have an iphone you can just hit the uh the power button and that'll stop yeah. it from ringing but that's the call jim that's the one call that you should never miss in your life that's where my brain would go in that moment i just like couldn't stop by thinking that i needed like not knowing what that call was um would just be like the thing that would take me completely out of it. My dead neighbor mm-hmm. can wait. I'll, I'll get to them in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if your phone does go off uh, in real life, say something along the lines of that. And I'm sure the audience will be like, all right, keep going. It doesn't matter that your phone went off. Uh, Cause you got to address it somehow. Yeah. It does have a like, kind of, though, like an almost Andy Kaufman type of idea to it if some if like a performer in the middle was like hang on i'm getting a call and then took an actual phone call in the middle of a show and it'd be like this is like wild i think there's some people who could like pull that off though and like make it part of the show like i don't know some people would do it and it would be kind of like hacky and they're like kind of reaching for a joke but then i don't know some people i think could pull it off and I don't. I don't know why we're not just pulling from a recent example. Literally, the episode you mentioned listening to, uh, uh, the episode that just came out uh, when uh, we are recording this, uh, the Ocean's Eleven episode, where you got a phone call from your mom. 
Oh, Jim's mom, yeah. Yeah, which was actually just, oh, I decided yeah. to dub over with my voice because I didn't, we were like, let's not keep Jim's mom's actual, like, responses on this. It feels like a, you don't surprise someone, be like, and you're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I told her at the very, like, I told her at the end, like, uh, sorry, mom, I'm recording a podcast. And she was like, okay, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I liked, I liked how, Jim, the only thing we heard from you was like, I'll take the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. My response and the way that I talked, relatively the same call. Um, <laughs> I'll take the chicken. And then next, I love an efficient mom convo. I get them all the time. It'll be like like 30 seconds and we just got so much shit done. Um, I don't, I, I have to remind my mom often to be like, you know, we can, we can continue talking. How are you? You know, stuff like that. But she's just like, sometimes a business like, Boom, 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 boom. See you oh. later. A call with my mom, like, if I had not said, like, I'm recording a podcast, my mom will respect, like, oh, if I got to go, my mom will be like, okay, you got to go. Bye. She won't she won't t- keep me any longer. But usually a call from my mom's like, a good, like, 20 minutes. Call from my dad. I, I've had some of the, like, uh, longest conversations with my dad on the phone have been, like, five minutes tops. Mm. Like, we, it, we're both not phone people. Yeah. Like in person, I could talk to him for a long time. For some reason, he gets on the phone. He's just like, "Yeah, um, how's work? Cool, cool. <laughs> All right, good luck out there, son." And then, <laughs> like, he just hangs up. I hate talking on the phone. I hate. I, I could talk to somebody in person all day but something about just being on the phone if i'm because 99 percent of the time i'm trying to do something else and I, I, I would much rather have all my attention be on that thing than holding a physical object up to my face and yeah. trying to also have a conversation maybe i don't know maybe my brain can't multitask but i don't yeah. know i'll tell anybody right now if you're listening and you're a friend of mine and you called me and you're upset that i didn't call you back uh, it's because you called me i was like oh i don't want to answer that and then forgot that you called me Text me like a regular person these days, and I yes. will remember to contact you back. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Pride Month. I get what I want. Sorry, I got really deep. <laughs> <either>. <laughs> I the the only reason I don't like phone calls is because I uh, I can't end them. I'm I'm very bad at ending them, including when like the com- the conversation has completely ended. We haven't said it anything to each other for a full twenty minutes. Even then, I'll I'll be like, oh, I can't end this phone call. I, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, and then, like, mm. they'll end it at some other point. Yeah, I, I, I always cannot say goodbye on a phone. I always feel bad being the person that starts, like, doing the, well, it was good talking to you. <laughs> especially, especially when they call me. Mm. I feel like it's, like, up to them to end the conversation. So I feel bad if I'm the one initiating the end of the conversation if they mm-hmm. called me. You know what you do in order to tell them that you're ready for the conversation to end? is so what are you up to tonight what are you gonna do with the rest of the day oh i like that that's the wrap up that's the that's the quick like just like yeah all right what's your uh, next plan and then they're already like all right i guess i should probably get going to the thing i just told you about <laughs> here's, <laughs> yeah. a, here's a little secret about me uh if i know it's going to be a long phone call and they ask and someone like asks me what do you got going on i always will say i gotta do something pretty soon but i can chat because yes. my and the way I end phone calls is all right. I gotta go. 
like yeah. people will respect a, a I gotta go all the time. Than, Every all single right, time I'm you just go, gonna hang up now. Yeah. You you abruptly leave me all the time. Uh, like this is how our relationship is being boxes to each other most of the time, and I'm always like, absolutely, I love you. Like that was my favorite endearing thing that I'm upset that got cut from the podcast was actually similarly i love the way that your mom was just like all right love you like the, the way that she like quickly wrap up let you knew that she also love you was so quick and sincere and such a like oh so heartwarming i'm sorry it it, it brought joy to my life none of you listeners get it sorry <laughs> yeah that was it. just for kai my mom and sarah that's it <laughs> no um, one else it's exclusive Jim- content available on patreon <laughs> <laughs> Really pushing the Patreon today. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I, Jim, I gotta I, go to college soon, so I'm asking for a little bit more these days. <laughs> no, I, I get, it. I get it. I'm in grad school. I get it. Uh, Jim, I do the same thing, but I always use my nephew as an excuse. So I live with my nephew, and I'll all, if it's like a, a thing where I know it's going to be a long conversation, I always try to start it with like. Oh, I'm just getting ready to uh, take my nephew to Dairy Queen, you know. So that way, like, <laughs> they expect that I have about ten minutes to talk, and I have a excuse to have like, you know, I can just get out of there when I need to. And unfortunately, sometimes your nephew overhears you and is like, "We're going to Dairy right. Queen." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, especially exactly. for my nephew, because we we vibe, we're on the same level with ADHD. Every time we're doing something, we're ready to be like, "I'm sorry, what?" There's free cheese over here. <laughs> you guys say, what'd you guys say? Something something that my mom used to do with I had a friend who would call and like I didn't know how to end conversations and she could see that and I'd just be on the phone for like a while being like, uh-huh, 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 and like not ending the conversation. And then she'd like write on a piece of paper, like, Do you want me to get you out of this? And I'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then she <laughs> and then she would just yell. Jam, you gotta go do something. <laughs> like, you gotta go to baseball practice. And I'd be like, oh, I gotta go to baseball. I'm sorry. My mom's <laughs> reminding me. Bye. <laughs> That's great. That's a cool mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love my mom. <laughs> I got a good vibe. I haven't actually met Jim's mom more than like, what, twice? Once? How many times have I met your mom? Like, she didn't she? Probably twice. Yeah, yeah, twice? Something like that. Yeah. And you just get a good vibe. I don't get to hang out. It sucks. There's That's one of the things that I, I really miss about being in Philadelphia is just the ability to meet more lovely people. And often they're the extension of the people I already love. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like I love it when when I love it when parents support their child's improv, especially when they're adults. You're like, yeah, you know what? Good for you. Like there's... I love you, mom and dad, if you ever listen to my fucking podcast, which you shouldn't because I said some things and I'm sorry. Um, but y'all have come to my like poetry shows to come to your 20 some like odd year old child's poetry shows at a bookstore in Bumblefuck Nowhere, Massachusetts. That's a statement of love right there. Like for any parent. Ugh. I don't know. Sorry, I hate poetry these days. <laughs> Just <seems like. laughs> Oh, I hope that's not from me. No, because ah! I'm not a fan of poetry, and I hope that that, that doesn't rub off. Because that always seemed like something you enjoyed, and I never wanted to take that from you. I just personally hate it. I want to be very clear. I don't hate poetry, and I totally love uh, like the fact, like the people I've met doing like poetry and stuff like that, and performing and all that. But I think I hate my overall relationship with with performing uh, poetry, particularly. Uh, oh, that's th- different. That the environment you had said was not great. I think also just like a general relationship with just doing it as a performer. Like I, I, I still consider myself a performer, but I do perform comedy, and I think I have a much more authentic relationship with performance through this outlet than I did that outlet. Kai, I am sorry to, I guess, cut no, you off. No, it's a hard it cut. Is, 
It is about that time oh, for actually, the final notes. Jim, what are you? The time. Jim, what are you doing with the rest of your day? Oh, <laughs> I got, I got something. I gotta go. Like, I gotta cook a hamburger. Like right after this. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna completely ignore the fact that I <laughs> already cooked a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut it out. No one will know that you're lied. Uh, I believe it's time for final notes. Is that what you were getting at? Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Joe, do you have anything off the get-go that you were like, oh my God, we barely talked about this fucking movie. I have to tell you about this. Um, I I wanted to bring up quickly the twist where they ended up stealing even more jewelry and just your general oh, thoughts on that. Yeah. I thought it was unnecessary. I didn't really feel like it added anything to the story. I mean, yeah, because at a certain point you're like, Hey, unfathomable uh, about um, like just I'm sorry. Can I say this word? Infathom, unfathomable amount yeah, of money for a watcher. Oh, what about even more unfathomable? And you're like, there's really you didn't need to do that. Like you already had yeah. money that I'd never have. I get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you, it doesn't. You took you took a hundred and fifty million dollar necklace that you've exceeded my expectations. That alone is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. great. You're good. That's yeah. fine. Good for- that's more money than i'll ever see in my life exactly including everyone i've ever met like right I, we don't need to steal more things and i think it, it, it had a feeling of like well we got the amazing yen for like a day let's have it let's let's have another twist in there i think that's what it's missing is something fun that they stole or a fun way to steal something that is cool like that you know let's well, say he- pulling it helicoptering it out of a building um it needed doing the yeah, the they're doing the twist from the first one. Oh, for sure. Where the twist is, uh, they had actually stolen the money already, or they had they had stole they, what everyone was seeing on cameras was a fake that they had done, and they were stealing it when they were uh, the SWAT guys. Right. And then yeah. the second one had we they had stolen it like two weeks earlier. Yeah. And then they wanted to do that again, except this one it was actually we had stolen more things, and it was like. I guess that's a way you heighten. Oh, I have one more question, if that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Um, so who would you be? Not necessarily like the specific character, but like what would your role want to be if you were part of these heists? Because I would want to be the uh, the Aquafina character, like the, the one that can just like take somebody's watch or do card tricks. Like I love that stuff. That's right, always right, right. my favorite character in a heist movie. Well, also because uh, that character adds a level of uh, utter chaos um, mm-hmm. that I find enjoyable in most, like, I mean, in same with, like, Oceans. You just kind of have those characters that are going to maybe cause an uprising um, and throw off the whole plan. Uh, you just need to have a character that's a little bit unpredictable and will also steal their teammates' watch from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's I, untouchable. No. <laughs> I really wanted to be Rihanna. Um, because it feels like everything she does, one, because who wouldn't want to be Rihanna? Uh, but two, she, uh, everything she did was like magic. Like every time they were like, oh crap, we have this like impenetrable thing we need to get through. And then she'd be like, oh, that's actually really simple. And then everyone be like, oh, okay. Well, no longer a barrier. Cool. We don't, we don't have to do that. Uh, the, the necklace has a, uh, has a magnet that only one magnet in the world can take it off. Rihanna <laughs> oh, has a little sister. <laughs> my, my sister can do that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I, that, that's how Rihanna's character felt to me. It was like, 
It, it felt like they wrote themselves into a corner and then they were like, and then Rihanna solves it all. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I Hi. I felt like a little bit of un- discomfort and it's probably because I, I have a name that I don't like to go by because it's, well, now it's legally no longer my name. Uh, but I've now said on this podcast, I think on the first episode that my name legally used to be Kevin. But when you find out that Nineball's name is Leslie, you're like, hey, that's rude. Don't tell the audience that. That's That's her secret. You know, like I, I would have preferred if they kept it a mystery the whole time that you never find out why she's nine ball, but that's just me. Sure. I don't um, know if Leslie's a payoff, really. I was so dumb in this movie because I was like, why does she have that billiard ball? That's so weird. Nobody has a billiard <laughs> ball for a, uh, for a mouse. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, they showed her having a billiards uh, club and there was a big nine ball on the, on the wall. And I was like, Oh yeah. yeah, a nine ball is a billiard ball. I yeah. thought it was like, oh, it's an eight ball, but one more. No, dude, you never <laughs> played nine ball. I used to play that all the time at the boys and girls club. Yeah, I did, but like I was picturing like oh. an eight ball, like of uh, like cocaine. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, that makes sense. A nine ball is even more cocaine. Yeah, that's. <laughs> what i was it's one it's one more cocaine (laughs) hey do you happen to have an extra cocaine i'm looking for like a nine ball (laughs) by chance (laughs) so kai who i'm sorry did you already say who you would want to be i mean i my first impulse was whoever could have a bad accent like that's the first thing i want (laughs) i was like you're also rihanna is to be i mean yeah but i want to be that character but i don't know i mean oh i probably shouldn't have just googled a ball of cocaine (laughs) <laughs> I, okay there's there's two ways to answer this there's just like me as a person and there's me as like a performer and like like for instance like when i'm on like get to do like improv with my dear friends uh i very much so would enjoy um uh playing like an anne hathaway character in this movie like that would be a fun person to be in this whole movie is the the surprise to be fair, extra person that's not true what? if you were to be a character in this movie you would be the necklace I would okay because you're that always the, you're always the object. That is a hundred percent fair. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Joe, but out of every show I've ever seen Kai in, they will inevitably be an object at some point yeah. in the show. Oh, Recent, okay. Recently, I decided to be a chair, but I'm even more upset because I actually put a chair over me, which was unnecessary <laughs> because I could have just been the chair. <laughs> you just oh, the so chair you too. you were just a stack of chairs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was two chairs, actually. I should have played it as two chairs. Um I was a uh, classic character, by the way. I was three chair- chairs. I was three no, I was actually three chairs in a trench coat. Um the whole time. <laughs> uh I'll do that next time I do improv. Jim, are you okay? Yeah, no, it's fine. Is that a bad joke? Whatever. Anyway, what was you? You wanted to be uh, uh, the necklace or whatever, some shit. No, I, I honestly think uh, I, I think I would enjoy doing that character. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely definitely don't see. I, I would want to be a character that they didn't fulfill, which is just uh, a character oh. who's constantly eating during the entire movie. They didn't give me that oh. character. You know who you are? Hmm. You're Helena Bonham Carter. I don't remember which actor that is. She's the, uh, the the she's the one who fashion dresses designer. Yeah, the yeah. fashion designer. Oh, cool. Yeah, honestly, I think I would actually enjoy playing that role very much. Mrs. Love is an Irish pies. accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did I just say, Mrs. Love? Mrs. Because she's in uh, the, 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 what's the Johnny Depp? Oh, she... version of uh, <laughs> you're thinking of um, um. Oh my God, what oh, is Al- it? Sweeney Todd in Wonderland. Y'all. Hit me up if you also, like, isn't the, okay, Brain Fog, right? That's Brain Fog. That's gotta be. There's no reason why I shouldn't be able to snag that one. Hang on. 
Kai, which one were you? Which one were you referencing? Sweeney Todd or were or Sweeney Todd? It? Mrs. Lovett's oh, okay. meat pies. Yeah, uh, take that, Joe. Ha ha. <laughs> I'm never coming back. <laughs> you, you, you don't get to tell me I'm never invited back because I am never coming back. Oh, that's but fair. she wasn't Alice in Wonderland. Me. She wasn't Alice in Wonderland, right? Yeah, she was I'm the Queen of Hearts. I think. Okay, all right. I can see you're rocking that as well. Yeah, I, I, she's great. I would absolutely love that. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a compliment, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, she was in Fight Club. Remember that. Oh, she was in Fight Club. Yes, you're absolutely right. So she had worked with Brad Pitt before this. I wonder how many times. I don't know. Uh, hey, Joe, what are you doing uh, later today? <laughs> uh, so, Drew, uh, the truth is I'm meeting with um, a group of fellow classmates on a group project. Awesome. Yeah, right, oh. right after right after this well so. we appreciate your time and sharing it with us to talk about uh other things than this movie uh, because it's a good movie um uh, that everyone i think should listen should watch yeah i would say yeah. I, I, I most people that i've talked to know. about this and said that i was doing this episode were like i was like yeah you should you should watch this i wouldn't call it yeah. good but i'd say it's fine i would say if you're a fan of the trilogy that you'll probably at least kind of enjoy this one. That's fair. Like, you'll think this one's fun. It's not going to blow your mind, but it's fun. It's a fun watch. Yeah, it's fine. It's a movie that I realized about 20 minutes in that I had seen before. It's it's one of yeah. those. When, and then when you find that out, I know I had to keep watching it. Actually, no, I didn't have to. I guess I could have just stopped right then and there and been like, kind of gotten like the cliff notes. But, uh, or the spark notes? Same thing? I don't Both know. Both is the same. Whatever. Uh, but... I was like, no, I I want to rewatch this movie because I was like, I remember this being like a movie. Yeah, there you go. Let's do it. Uh, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what it was. It was just kind of like something that I can see, I'm guessing, has ended up on like, well, we don't have this kind of world anymore, right? Does, uh, does anyone watch like TV and it's like on TBS and all that shit? Is that still real? Do we still have that? <laughs> Did we get rid of that? <laughs> TBS is exactly where I would have watched uh, Ocean's Eleven, though. Yeah, right? Like this, that's re- this would be floating around on like TNT. I watched Ocean's 8 on, uh, it was either TBS or TNT Demand on Hulu. Yeah, that sounds about so right. So that's oh. exactly where I watched it. Right. I don't know how to rate movies because I don't really give a shit about reviewing them. Honestly, I'm not a professional. I'm just some idiot on a podcast talking about movies. But yeah. I think that's a fair place to put it. It's, it's a TNT movie. Yeah. Yeah. Put it there. Yeah. Kai, yeah. did you have any final notes you wanted to say? Uh, yeah. The only thing uh, that I found... Uh, you know, like, why do you need to do this? Because it's what I'm good at. And I, I, this is weird. What a weird parallel. And I guess I'll circle back to the original thing we talked about when you asked how I was doing, Jim. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about going back to college. Because um, that hit for me. Because I was just like, oh, yeah, you just, sometimes you just got to lean into what you're good at. Um, right? Isn't that like a thing? Maybe mm-hmm. I, I won't say that about committing massive crimes that might land you a lifetime in jail for me personally. Um which yeah, I'm, I mean, so I'm, I'm very that lucky. That is the plot of the show, Barry. So mm. we don't want to lean into that. Anybody who's listening who's considering being a hit person, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> naughty, naughty. Uh, understand? Money's probably pretty decent, but don't do it. Um, sorry, is Jim? Is that okay if I say that we're an anti-hitman podcast? I feel like hitmen are the exact kind of person you don't want to piss off. We're a pro hitman podcast. Please don't <laughs> kill us. All right. Uh, 
that's it. That's all, those are my general feelings. Uh, I don't really have Great. other than it was a good movie. I did find it weird that uh, for whatever reason it, it connected that Katie Holmes and uh, was in the same movie as thank you Brain Fog. Um, we said her name, Anne Hathaway. So it was interesting because I was like, oh, all I can think about is that they both played the same character in Batman. Oh yeah. I don't know why that that connected in this movie, but that actually for whatever reason bothered me. Like it's like when you see like a multiverse where like. They're not supposed to be in the same movie for some reason, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this did connect also Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock. Uh, two women, I think, are the same woman. You had, yeah, I believe you've mentioned that before. <laughs> and I'm sure they've gone out for similar roles and, and have actually probably been reached out for similar movies as well, to be honest with you. Yeah. Anyway, Joe, do you have anything you wanted to promote? <laughs> um, I would like to promote my friend's podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, it's it's called how's this good for anybody and it's just my friend my friend steve and his two friends just talking about whatever comes up uh they're all very very funny very interesting very smart it's a great listen um yeah i would like to promote that um and i guess i'll promote my podcast uh it's called fair deal and improvised mediation uh if you like improv you might enjoy this podcast please listen to it. There's a bunch of episodes up anywhere you listen to podcasts and we'll be making more in the late 2022. Um, I say we, me. Yeah. I was going to say, that sounds like, I was like, how many, how big is your crew? (laughs) I don't have, I don't employ anybody. It's just me. Uh, Yeah. So that's it. Absolutely. And, and, And I would like to, Oh, I'm sorry. I would like to, uh, this is not a promotion, but I'd like to shout out James Corden in Ocean's 8. We didn't get to talk about him. Oh, I kind of rolled my, I rolled my eyes when he came on and I was like, oh, James Corden. But then he was like pretty like funny, but not like in a James Corden way. I enjoyed his role in this movie. It felt like he had a short, like it was a short within the movie, if that makes sense. I don't know why, yeah, but sure. I felt like it was like that. Like they were like, all right, now he gets a little bit. And it, yeah. I enjoyed that as a separate little thing. It actually, I thought he did great, yeah. It actually did a thing that I really liked, which was the police wouldn't care about a, a $150 necklace. Or $100, yeah, $150 million necklace. They're not going to give a shit. They're going to be like, whatever, like, shit got stolen. An insurance person, representative is going to care because they're the ones that have to pay for the necklace. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm so. for that. Yeah, absolutely. All of those, uh, like, there will be in the description a bunch of information how to check out both of those podcasts, everybody. That's how that works. It's I make yeah. it very easy for you. And, uh, uh, yeah. I love the Fair Deal podcast. Uh, oh, my God. I listen, uh, I think, I when I was looking, I, I realized I only hadn't listened to five episodes. So. Any, anybody who's listening oh, to wow. this podcast will be very happy to know that there is a fair amount of people who have guested on here that are absolutely hilarious over there. Uh, yeah. So continue to listen to people you like and support uh, people we love. We That's... That's the general thing we want from you. If you're listening to this nonsense podcast regularly, support the other people that are fan-fucking-tastic that we love. Yeah. We're all part of the same universe. Hell fucking yeah. The Thank you for the quote of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Kai, I think say that's the it. last thing you want to say. Uh, we will not be back next week. We might even just fucking take a week off because apparently this uh, nightmare of a Frank Sinatra movie is just not worth watching. Um, per usual, Jim, fucking spoil the next thing. What are we talking about? Oh, the Muppets. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be talking about the yeah. Muppets. The Muppets won. Uh, and yeah, we're going to get into it. Uh, 
everybody be ready uh we've talked about kelso vaguely on so many of these fucking episodes you're finally gonna listen to kelso uh we tracked them down while they were in college and said hey you're free right now talk about the muppets and then oddly enough it fucking won so you're gonna get this pre-recorded episode we've been having dangling around uh with our favorite muppet uh kelso blaze the best yeah kelso is awesome oh i'm so fucking amped you're fucking awesome thank you so much for sharing your time with us uh thank you you. yeah thank you so much i had a a great time absolutely also uh you are welcome to come back i've decided that actually um i I have to hear from both of you yeah i don't know you you are uh, you are definitely welcome back cool (laughs) yeah thank you so much i would love to Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure. And on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure. And on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to Patreon.com slash Rotten Treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect. Hashtag Jim's doing fine.